Welcome to Talk About Town, a podcast about real estate and some other stuff. And now, your hosts, Mal and Neil. Welcome back, everybody, to Talk About Town. This is episode 14. How's it going, Mal? It's going great. It's Saturday. It's not our normal Wednesday, so it's a little different, but I'm loving it. We're coming today from a secure remote location. My kitchen. <laughs> I'm in my house shoes. I love it. We should do this all the time. <laughs> yeah, really. It is, uh, it is hot outside. It is a good day, though. I recorded a, a cool interview um, this past uh, week or so with Amy B. She is the coach, mega agent, and author of the Playbook for Success, The Fundamentals to Succeed in Real Estate and Life. She wears a lot of hats. She does wear a lot of hats, and nice. she's good at them. She's a she's a rock star. Uh, we were we were kind of honored to have her on the show, and she gave me a nice long interview. Yeah, if you're in, what's her group? Is it, is it the uh, Legion, Legion Scripts and Objections. Yeah, if you're in there, if anybody that's listening's in there, or whatever, they'll they'll know exactly who we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, you'll so. know her. She she's very visible. Um, she primarily works in Cincinnati. Northern Kentucky, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit in Northern Kentucky too, uh, but we were we were really glad to uh, to have her, and we had a really good conversation. Is she in Kentucky or is she? She lives on the in other Ohio, side. Does a little bit of work in uh, Kentucky, oh, okay. and uh, she went to UK. Okay, well, I won't hold that against her. Exactly. But um, we appreciate her taking time out to give us 20, 15, 20 minutes or so, almost thirty. Maybe. So we'll run that here in a minute. Um, what else do we have today to just kind of go over? docket i guess well uh today there's all kinds of football on and it's going to be football until february yeah so you're the nfl guy but for me you're the college, college guy. football the NFL is, guy. um we'll we'll talk about it in a sec yeah i'll watch if if there's a game on i don't even care who the two teams are i mean i'll watch like the, the Bush League college football, so I don't care. But, yeah, anyways, all right, yeah, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But we got some numbers, the big numbers, the, the what we like to talk about every once a month or so to compare where the market's at. And then we went and met Coach Satterfield, and then, and then there's some other stuff that we'll, we'll get, get to into. It's if, a if you're, bit as long as you can hold it all together. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, well, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Um, let's go over – You do you have the – the weekly, just the, the, the no, weekly. I've just got the big one. Oh, right okay. Now. What do you have? Um, well, July year over year, um, houses sold were right about the same, uh, 10 more this year than last year, 10 more houses, not 10% or anything. Yeah. It says average, uh, average price is up 4.8% and the volumes down 2.3 year to date. So I mean, it's like, it's kind of a, broken record i feel like sometimes i feel like too um although there's fewer listings placed into pending status um down 11.66 percent um july this year versus july last year yeah and i'd say uh, what i what i read from the numbers that we're looking at now is that although we're not in some kind of buyer's market yet i think it is softening a little bit God, i hope so um there were a little bit fewer houses sold. There were um, not, no, there were actually more listings. So that means more inventory, more to choose from as a buyer, less competition. What about, is that, oh, 
Is that uh, oh, the that's whole? Je- no, that's Jefferson County. Okay, I'll say um, let's look at. Uh, but the same is true for the entire area. And look at Bullock County again. Isn't this like two months in a row that they're like a twenty five point seven seven increase? Yeah, that's crazy. Solds. So that's solds. And we and we talk about them for like three months to where they were like the exact opposite. Yes, of that. I mean time was earlier in the year. When someone would mention they want to live in Bullock County, you kind of took your head off and cried a little bit. So what everybody did was they been they listened to our podcast for a month or two, seeing that there was even less inventory. So they decided, all right, if they're saying I should list my house, that's what they did. Everybody, everybody started listening, and now look what we did. We've yeah. created it. You know, it's, it's done a whole one eighty here. So thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. So, and you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but Oldham County. Yeah, it's uh, Not it's chunking bigger, along. Nothing crazy different. Yeah. Um, but still, look at that. Uh, the for Bullet County, look at the prices, the median and the average huh? compared to last year. Yeah, that is a it's I mean, up ten percent increase almost for both of them. Yeah. So dang. Yeah, there's money to be had. There is. If you got equity, sell your house today. Yeah, that's <laughs> we we talked about that before we came on. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's stuff out there. And then um, if we just look at the week, you've got um, five eighty two for listings down and down to five oh four this year across the MLS, and then sold three fifty seven the same week last year down to three thirty four. So um, pendings. So it's the exact same listings. So uh, it's kind of reflective. Yeah. Well, business has been good too. For me, I've been um, You're killing it right now. I am killing it right now. Uh, and that, you know, these are, we'll be in the numbers next month and we can hope that it balances out and we can all just kill it and keep killing it because um, you don't want to have the, the strong seller's market all the time. It just makes it so difficult. I went through my list the other day. Uh, of just clients that I've been working with. Some of them work with for over a year, easily, well, easily over a year, but um, some of them less than that. But I have a few deals that are listings that if we can find them a home, I think I have like probably 15 or so. But like I said, some people have backed off that I've just flat out taken a break and just not even messing with it right now because it's been so frustrating. But um, so you think it's awesome. It's great. It's a seller's market, which it's definitely a seller's market, but there are so many people and I'm not, there's, it's probably like that across the board. Everybody has pre-approved buyers that they can't find anything and don't feel like getting into bidding wars. So, um, like I said, if if you have a home to sell, and that's the thing too, a lot of people typically would get their home ready to sell, maybe even go ahead and list it, and then go find something. Well, they don't, they're not doing that now. No. Nobody wants to be homeless. So, um, you have a lot of people sitting on houses that would normally have already been listed and sold, but aren't. They're just waiting for somebody to find something else. But, um, anyways. It's across the board. So yep. if it shifts, hopefully, I guess if it shifts this fall or I don't, have you read anything that's saying a timetable or they're just saying it's coming? We just don't know. Nobody when. knows. I mean, I read something this week that, that was predicting recession all of a sudden. And to be honest, I don't think that's where we're headed right no. now. It was a kind of a sky is falling article, but I think, I think things are changing for sure. But yeah. I think I think there's a lot of market forces that that are at play in the whole thing. Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, like I said, that's a kind of a brief. We didn't really dig into it like we usually do, but that's that's kind of the numbers and where we're at right now. Um, 
we'll see where we go coming September, October, November when things are typically supposed to kind of slow down. We'll yeah. See, we'll see if it even happens. But so meaning we're heading into fall. Yep. And I think you have something to say about it. Well, I've not been the one that does all the ranting and raving about <laughs> things. We've actually haven't done that in the last couple of shows. No. My rant as soon as you get on especially social media and, and say one bad thing about anything or not even bad thing, disagree with someone's opinion, you're a bad person. So um, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings that everybody live and let live, but the push in the pumpkin spice lattes, you know, have you ever seen uh, the meme that guy makes or whatever, something we can all get a, agree on or whatever, like, yeah. you know, but um, Cracker Barrel already has Christmas stuff out. Today's, august 31st they had it out almost two weeks ago i think we should call the police yeah mid mid august and they're already i, I don't even want to think about christmas at this point but uh anyways the pumpkin spice the christmas and here's what pushed me over the edge the guy lives right down the road down here he already has his halloween decorations all over the front of his house the ghost the orange stuff spinning all over it or whatever and i'm like halloween's in two months two yeah. and a half months so i mean it kind of it takes away from it like it, nobody it wants to be in the Halloween spirit spirit for five months. Like it just, it wears off and I get, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I know they're like, here, give us your money quicker, sooner. So you can keep giving them money for what, but I'm just like, yeah, right here. We're on railroad tracks. But uh, at nighttime we were all driving down the road and I looked over like, are you kidding me? Ghosts and goblins going all over this house. I'm like, dude, like we're still in mid August here. Like let's pump the brakes. That's, that's my big deal. Right. Like let's wait for fall before we one at a time or one holiday at a time maybe like let's just you know chisel away one and that's the thing too as you get older time flies anyway yes so i don't want to make it go any faster like slow i mean like i said i don't know what happened to august august was just started i feel like the other day and here we are jumping into september and i'm a guy who likes i hunt and stuff so like i love fall winter but if i have to choose extreme heat or extreme cold I'd much rather be hot. I just, I'd worried. much rather be cold. Really? See, that's, you're either you're either one or the other. I'm a sweaty person. Yeah, I, I just, sweat easily. I just don't like having to start your car, let it warm up for ten <laughs> minutes, layer up with your jackets and all that stuff. But uh, like I said, the, the main thing is people wanting things to go by way too quick. It'll get here, like fast enough. Like let's just slow. Let's hit the brakes. But uh, yeah, that's not really a. Oh, oh, I guess it was a. But, uh, yeah, not not get off my lawn, but uh, just slow down. Take your decorations down. Yeah, take your all your lawn. take your shit down and pumpkin spice. Maybe we can. That's what they should do. They should pick a date, like maybe September. All right, if we hit September one, now we can all start talking. About it's like it. women with white pants. Yeah, you can only wear them between uh, what Memorial Day and Labor Day. I yep. think. I think it's there should also be some etiquette for pumpkin spice stuff well, like that. Yeah, I, I'm and see, I'm on board with that. So yeah. we, we we could start. We could start something up with that. But, yeah, um, I don't know. Like I said, to each their own. And now somebody's probably out there cussing me. (laughs) Who's this guy I think he is? But we're all entitled to our own opinion. But I'm just like. You got to ignore the haters, though. We still have three more weeks left of summer. And we're talking about pumpkin spice latte. Like, good Lord. But anyways. Yeah. I digress. But, yeah, that was my. Let's just all slow down a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it is turning into football season. Oh, that's what today is. This is a national holiday. Like we, I've, I've been watching football all morning. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't think the first game was Thursday anyway with Clemson. The, yes, they were somebody. Yes, of course. The first Saturday is when it gets real. Right. And then we get to take our thump on Monday. So. Yes. Well, and, 
and uh, UofL's coach, Tempered Expectations. And we actually, thanks to a, a friend, yep. um, Lindsay, she got us um, a spot to go to a luncheon where yep. Coach Satterfield was the speaker. And it was super fun. He seems pretty cool. He seems definitely yeah. cool. Um, he he looks like just a regular dude. We honestly, I, I had seen pictures and knew what he looked like and stuff. But when he got up to speak, I was like, oh, oh yeah, okay, that's him. Because he was in the room. <laughs> yeah, he looked like, I mean, we didn't even know. I guess he snuck in for starters. Because like, he was sitting right down up front. He and may I, have, but he said he was, was like, oh, I've been sitting with these guys up here. It's like, Yeah, I already uh, been telling him stories. So I don't know when he came in or when he worked his way around the room. But, um, oh, yeah, while we were there, we bumped into Luke. Everybody's put some pressure on him. He's come on the show. Yeah, he said he would. I know. We're, we're trying went, to get him. We went over and talked to him. And then we know the story about, Scott, you know, SVT. <laughs> so we're working our we're working our angles. Yeah. Eventually, just give it time. Uh, the more this our following grows, the peer pressure will get to them they'll <laughs> want to be a part of it but anyways um the food was killer we were there for like what an hour and a half yeah something like that um i saw some uh some people that i know that's right and, and ran into them and it was super cool yep and then they're gonna be on the show yep you're uh i can't think of his name right chad now. chad yep and Lindsay, she's from um republic bank she's gonna come on the show so we're working on like i said we're like two months out, I bet starting a book. So that's yep. cool. We're starting to book up some, some guests. So, um, yeah, we bumped into them and like I said, he didn't tell us that we were going to beat Notre Dame. You know, that would be terrible if he did. And we got to get beat by 80, kind of like, I think that happened about a year ago, but, uh, anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're pumped. Louisville plays on Monday, a good showing. And we, we don't really know what to expect this year. I mean, we don't know. Uh, what he really said was we lack depth. That was the big takeaway. Everywhere, pretty much. Everywhere. We, we said, he said, our first squad is all right, but if one goes down, we're in trouble. Yep. So, all right, well, let's move from college football to NFL. Any big stories this week in the NFL? I don't think so. No? Oh, wait. Oh, oh, hold on. There was one. Another quarterback conversation, I think. What happened? I, I missed it. Okay, so I've mentioned on here before, I'm a big Colts fan. Yep, everyone's. And it's not news at this point, but it's bears mentioning that Andrew Luck up and retired at age 29. Uh, first, I must say, it is probably my fault. My family, we had some Colts jerseys. We, we go to games sometimes. Mm -hmm. The Colts jerseys we had... Um, my son Drew had a Vontae Davis jersey. Okay. Well, he got traded to the Bills and then retired mid-game. Okay. Uh, my wife had a Reggie Wayne jersey. Now, he was in in this career, but he retired, and she was kind of like, okay, well, that's no good. I don't like anyone else besides Reggie Wayne. Okay. Well, so then she went with a Pat McAfee jersey. He hung it up. Hung it up, <laughs> retired, and I always felt like, oh, yeah, well, I'm safe with mine. I had an Andrew Luck jersey. Retired, 29 years old. So it's all, everything just falls on your old shoulders? Is that what you're I think so. Getting at? Um, he. Is that what you put on Facebook? I know who to blame. Oh, yeah. It's you. <laughs> well, no, actually, I, I've got someone else to throw under the oh, bus. Okay, keep there. going. Um, I, I would say that it was um, shock, but not surprise. You know, it was kind of a shocking, like, oh, my gosh, it happened. But I, I can see what happened. The guy's taken a punishment for a, a lot of years. Yeah, he's played, like, what, two years or something? like. <laughs> well, it started back in 15 when he was, started getting hurt. 
Um, but the guy that I blame is our previous GM, Ryan Gregson. Okay. Um, he he did not draft well. Um, there are some some crazy stats from a few years ago about the number of draft picks that remained on the Colts after not very many years. It wasn't many. Um, most people probably know who DeAndre Hopkins is. He plays for the Texans. He's probably the best receiver in the league all around. He was the pick, I think, directly after us in 13 or 14, and the pick before was Bjorn Werner. Hmm. You know a lot about Bjorn Werner, don't you? No. No, because he's a nobody. DeAndre Hopkins, the next pick. Can you imagine T.Y. Hilton and DeAndre Hopkins being your wideouts? Yikes. Yeah. Uh, he just, you know, some people were saying he never did anything and, and got him beat up. He tried. He did attempt to provide some help to Andrew Luck, but now that we finally have got a really good team around him, he's done. This was like, I feel like this was like the year everybody was like, it's finally all, everything had lined up. It was. And I like Jacoby Brissett, and I think he's a good quarterback. I am a huge Andrew Luck fan, though. Uh, somebody mentioned that I have a man crush. Guilty, maybe. Yeah. I think he's super cool because uh, he's just a dork. You know, it's like you're surprised he plays football. What the? I wonder what his contract, how that's structured. Uh, I don't know, but he had a, a bunch of signing bonus money that the Colts are going to let him keep. Okay. Which that's cool. You know, I mean he he did a lot for Indy. Um, yeah, but they thought he was going to lead them to four, five, six. Oh yeah, I mean he could have played another decade for sure. Uh, he never did beat the Patriots. However, uh, the Tennessee Titans will never be able to see it, say that they beat an Andrew Luck team. Hmm. They beat the Colts during this past few years when he was out. Hmm. Every time he was in, money. Yeah, sorry, Nashville. And they always say that most of the money's in endorsements anyway. So I wonder how many. Con- I don't know. I don't know if he sells stuff or does he even do commercials. He's, he's we know Peyton Manning's the king of commercials. Like that dude sells everything. Yeah, but, uh, him and Shaquille O'Neal. But uh, he's done a few. Does he? Yep. I don't know if he had any shoe deals or all that good stuff. But uh, no. But I, you know, um, I wish him the best. Uh, I, I think he'll, uh, he'll go on to. I mean, come on, he's twenty nine years old and retired. A oh yeah, multi millionaire. Yeah, I don't feel sorry for him. But I told her, Carissa, I was like, uh, the thing is, if he hadn't dealt with all this. He'd probably end up in the Hall of Fame when it was all said and done. If yeah. he had played for 20, 25, I mean, there's no telling what he would have done, but yeah. We'll never, there'll be a 30 for 30 about him one day. There will. <laughs> I mean, he, he had fun. He played with reckless abandon and kind of paid the price for it. And uh, I think he finally realized he wasn't having any more fun with it. Well, getting hurt all the freaking time would, yeah. would suck. I mean, one injury is one thing, but yeah, I don't even know what had, it was this time. What was, I don't even know what it was. Something this time. in his ankle and. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, he's had like lacerated organs and mm-hmm. messed up shoulders and all. He's had, a, he took a punishment. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's change gears a little bit. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to run that interview I had with Amy B. Okay. It was awesome. Uh, give me a list, give it a listen, guys, and, uh, let us know what you think. So, thank you, Amy, so much for agreeing to do this interview with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, Amy, I know of her from a group online that we are all part of, and I have watched as she put out a book, and her career is amazing. She, I look up to you. I think it's great. 
So I, I thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. No problem. Um, first question, I'll, are you aware of the book, The Miracle Morning? Yes. Okay. So Malachi and I read that book together. And we're actually about halfway through the 30-day challenge right now. Fun. One of the things that you're supposed to do every morning is read. And I had your book that I had had for a while, picked it up, read your book, and it dovetails with the Miracle Morning so well. Really? Things like doing a vision board. Okay. And... Um, just being very intentional about time and everything you do. And I found it to be very helpful. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, then the next book that I'm reading was based on your reading list that I already owned. It's The One Thing. Perfect. How have you used The One Thing to create what you call your net life, which we'll talk about in a sec? Well... For me, it's very challenging to focus on one thing, as it is for most people. So how I use the one thing to make sure that I have a quality net life is to constantly review and remind myself of what my top priorities are in my life. And when I have those front and center, my priorities are my one thing. Everything else is a no. And it is what it is. And I know, Neil, we had uh, a few back and forth trying to get this scheduled because my priorities were taking me away from saying yes to things that weren't fitting with my priorities. Right. And I have recently already taken action on that. Awesome. I wasn't subscribing to the one thing at all. I, I was ignorant. Um, I had 15 jillion things that I wanted to do, and I even downloaded this program that's like a workflow thing, and I was going to put stuff in there and try to figure out a way basically to do everything. Started reading the one thing, and I said, I'm on the wrong track. It needs to be Keep the it one simple. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And I've already found good success with that. You know, what is the, the next right thing to do right now? And it, it really makes sense because you can really only focus on one thing at a time. You really only can. And I love the image, and I'm actually looking at my book, The One Thing, on my bookshelf. I love the image in the beginning of the book where it shows how multitasking is actually not effective. Yeah. And it, it has that image of when you're doing a bunch of different things, you only get a few things done. Whereas when you focus on just one thing, you get so much more done with it. And you can get it done faster. And he describes how when you multitask, you actually burn a lot of time switching. Yes. Um, yes. And I think it's interesting that the way my brain works, when I'm sitting there working, I might check this tab. I might go look at Facebook for a sec. And then, oh, I just thought of something. I'm going to look that up. And I have to really have considerable focus to be able to concentrate on one thing. I think that's all of us these days. Yeah, really. We get pulled in all kinds of different directions. We definitely do. 
And your book describes what you call the net life. Yes. Which is a reaction against being pulled in all kinds of different directions, I guess is a good way to describe it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also a pushback on the common concept of more bigger, um, grow, 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 and just being very intentional about what are the priorities in your life and how are you working your business and your family around those. I love your focus on family. Um, I see cool stuff on Facebook that you do with your husband, your kids, all the time. And I think that's important. Um, my situation is interesting. My wife works out of town a lot of weeks. Okay. And we have three school-age kids. So I am an agent by day and a dad by night. But I definitely don't have the same structure as you do. You have said, these are my hours. And unless I'm negotiating an offer, mm -hmm. you don't work during that time. That is correct. And, and I think that is amazing. One thing I've thought about, did you already have a strong referral-based business when you decided that you could, could definitely do that? Yes. Um, I started doing that before I had my first son, mm -hmm. and he will be, he was born in 2011, so he'll be eight this year. Okay. Um, I started practicing those hours while I was pregnant, and in fact, towards the end of that pregnancy, um, I decided not to take any business that wasn't repeat or referral. I would refer it out if it was a cold lead, if it came to me and they didn't have a warm connection. Right. I didn't take any any business at that point. And, and to be fair, I was kind of scaling. I was trying to like lighten my load at that time. So I only wanted to work with those types of people. Then I kind of brought it back up after he was born and I had, you know, some time to get my feet on the ground. But um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was created at that time. And, you know, even today, in contrast, we do work with what I would consider strangers or colder people and they have no problem with the schedule either. Once you um, set the expectation from the beginning about how you work and you train them, basically don't respond at night if it's not an emergency, and you train them that you'll be back in the morning to respond, then they, are, they follow your lead quite well. So it doesn't really matter if you have a referral-based business or a you know cold lead um, they both follow you the same way. When you lead them and you set the expectation from the beginning, they follow. And, Neil, if they don't follow in the beginning, they don't become a client. I like that. Uh, it definitely is a kind of a tightrope for me right now because, you know, my kids, they're um, 9, 11, and 14. They're involved in things. Yep. They have a lot of needs. They've got homework. They've got activities. Yep. And I, I am not as structured as you yet. But you can I do it. Yeah. And I definitely am working towards that because, you know, I'm, I'm dad by night. Yeah. Um, 
I get that. And last night we had soccer practice and, you know, I had to make lunches and all of that. And, you know, I started doing this because I had to, because I couldn't do both things well at night. I couldn't negotiate an offer and, and be at soccer practice because I wasn't any good at either when I did that. And so I want to be the best mom I can be when I'm being a mom. And I want to be the best agent I can be when I'm being an agent. The only way I can do that is to have dedicated time to give quality time to each. Because each one is the one thing at the appropriate time. Yep. I like that. So I was thinking about our listeners and how newer agents can take some of the ideas from your book and not uh, do what you describe as continually living their first year over and over. And I was wondering if you had some some ideas of things that if you're just starting out or if you're indeed living your first year over and over, how to break that. Uh, I w- I'm definitely not living my first year over and over But I'm also have room to grow. So what kind of things would you suggest for a a newer agent or someone who's stuck? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Why do you, what kinds of things have you done from year to year to grow, to make sure that you're not having your first year over and over? You, You seem pretty sure that you're not. So tell us what you're doing. One thing that I did this year. I have partnered with a marketing company and I'm doing a lot of video content Mm -hmm. and attracting business in a, in a way that is not, um, I guess the best way to say is salesy. Um, I try to approach everything from contribution Mm -hmm. and that definitely was not how I started. It was, you know, call whatever lead comes in you want to do whatever you can. You'll work any hour right. that you can. And I am definitely putting a lot more focus on trying to get myself in front of people. Okay. Um, I didn't have any strategies to do that before. Okay. So you hit on a, on a term there, strategies and tools. That is what I think is key to building upon or scaling a business. So, you know, what I would recommend if you're newer, even in your position today, is literally what I did, which, you know, was take a really close look at my business every year. And, you know, specifically for the listing side of the business, um, I just kind of scrutinized every single listing I took and why it didn't sell and what I could have done better and what mistakes I made and were these people motivated enough. And I just really identified where I could have fixed a problem or eliminated a problem and just fine-tuned my system. So, you know, if you don't learn from it, you're deciding to continue to do it. And so... That led to me creating systems and tools that helped me make sure that I was identifying the proper motivation and I was verifying, you know, on my checklist of questions to ask that they had enough money to sell, you know, so I just created systems so that I could basically dumb it down for myself, make it simple 
and just go down a list of questions to make sure that I had the answers I needed to go faster right. or to get the information I needed. I mean, uh, um, Neil, in the beginning, and I might have said this in the book, I was going uh, doing three or four phone calls in face-to-face -face meetings with a listing lead before I gathered all the information I needed to determine if this made sense for us. Now I've got it down to a two-page list of questions and a 30-minute phone call. You know, you, but until you fix your problems or correct your mistakes, and eliminate all that time and effort and make it streamlined, you can't grow because right. you're spending three and four times going out and making phone calls. You're never going to have more room for more business. Now I took maybe so three to four hours, I condensed it to 30 minutes and now I have more time to take more phone calls or, or more importantly, I got plenty of time to sit at the soccer practice and watch yes. and not talk on the phone, right? So whether you want to streamline your processes with systems and tools to make more money, to take on more clients, or to have more time to yourself, um, either way is, is fine. Whatever right. your life demands. I'm sure at some point I'll change my focus and my kids won't want me to sit around with them and we'll do something different. But right now, you know, I mean, I see my kids about three or four hours a day. That's so little, you know? It is, it is little. And, and it, it's good to be able to be present during that and be authentic. Yeah. So you, you were saying you definitely made a lot of mistakes stumbling. So it's one of those things that I, what I'm thinking right now, you can get off the elevator at any floor. You don't have to make a lot of mistakes then decide to make your systems work for your life. Right. Uh, and I feel like I'm in my third year right now and I've been this miracle morning that we're doing and I've been reading a lot. I've been actually scheduling time to work on systems. Yep. And this is so much different and it's so much more effective. And I, I'm glad that I've been able to um, kind of stumble on this. It was Malachi who introduced me to the Miracle Morning, and it is, it's life-changing, really. It's um, subtle a little bit, but profound in a lot of ways, too. Absolutely, and, you know, you key in on something that I think is a fundamental problem for a lot of agents and it's that concept of working in the business and working on the business. And, you know, um, another book that I highly recommend is The 12-Week Year. And in The 12-Week Year, they talk about time blocking for key things. And one of the things is a three-hour block every week to work on your business. So that three hours once a week ideally would be all together and you would be working on implementing the systems, implementing the tools, getting things organized. Three hours, you can get so much done if you're concentrated and focused. And maybe, you know, during that time, you're getting your list of questions for a listing lead organized so that you can have 30-minute calls going forward instead of a bunch of three or four meetings, you know, like I did. But if you don't invest your time to 
work on your business, you will always be running around with, like a chicken with your head cut off because you're not investing the time to better your business and your systems. And once you do that, it will make such an impact on time savings throughout the day. And again, it goes back to what do you want to do with your time savings? Do you want to spend it with your family or do you want to take on more leads? Because here's the thing. So many agents are stuck doing like 10 or 12 deals a year because they're not working on their business. They're running around like a chicken with their head cut off. They're not focusing on building a business and creating the foundation. So if they just take a half a day or three days a week or three hours a week and put some things in place to make it easier on them, they will be able to grow and scale because they've got these tools in place to make it easier. I think it's a very like like within the few weeks recent discovery of mine that you're talking about right now that I can't be efficient unless I know what I'm about to do when I sit down to work. Um, what kind of things would you say specifically that should be tinkered with during that time? Uh, you mentioned listing questions. Um, what other kind of things? Well, I can just give you an example of mm -hmm. the things that um, agents that I work with do and that I do. Um, right now, I'm working on reorganizing my A and B list for my clients and making sure that it's accurately um, inside my send out cards um, uh, CRM so that I can quickly and easily send out cards faster. Um, I've got clients, uh, you know, I spend time um, organizing client events. Um, we just had an ice cream event and in August I had to schedule it. I had to invite for it. I had to get the invitations out. I had to get the, the you know, ice cream order, all of that. That's, you know, planning. A lot of people always say, I always want to do a client event, but I never have time. Well, you schedule the time, right. then you do it, right? Or, um, you know what, sometimes it's, I want to read this book so bad, and I'm just going to focus three hours on reading this book. Or there's a couple videos, or maybe there's a class that I'm taking, and that's my time to take the class. Um, you know, whatever it is, these things that aren't client-focused that you want to do to develop your business. Sometimes it's just getting your database in order. Sometimes it's doing pop buys or, you know, I don't know what it is or organizing them or getting them put together. You know, it's just things. It, it's just so nice to know, like I do mine Thursday afternoons. I know that that is when my time is to do that. So I plan for that. I look forward to that. I get myself in a mental state for that. And, you know, one of the things that I think is a mistake um, and doing the three hour time block for, you know, working on your business is some people will split it up into, you know, less than a three hour time block. I think you need this, the focus three hours, at least I do. And some people move it all around every week. And again, I don't think that's good. I think They're searching for where they can fit that in rather than building around it. But is it a priority? Not if you're searching around. If it's a priority, it's on your schedule and it doesn't move. Right. Right? If it's not a priority, you're moving it all around. And it clearly is not a priority. 
So, um, you know, it's just really important to have to build in enough flexibility to be a real estate agent and to build in enough focused time to actually get things done for your business. Because we're not only agents, we're entrepreneurs. Right. I think it is a true statement that beyond business, just for, for whatever, whatever is important to you, you have time for. And I think making time for your business, this new discovery that I've made, uh, which has been so helpful, I, I think it's just so wise. I don't think a lot of people give that conscious time to improve their systems, their database, all that kind of stuff. They don't, and they don't grow either. That's right. They stay the same every year because it's easier. It's easier that and, way. Yes. A lot of people want to take the, the softer, easier way, don't they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you've given me a lot to, um, to chew on today. Before you go, though. Sure. Um, we are roughly the same age. Okay. I believe. I know you're a big Pearl Jam fan. Yes. Uh, and I must assume that you've seen the movie Pulp Fiction because you're you're the age that I am. Absolutely. There's a point in there when they reference you're either a Beatles guy or an Elvis guy. And I have a little theory, and I haven't put it out there that, that much yet, but for people our age, I think you're either a Pearl Jam person or an Alice in Chains person. Interesting. Yes. Um, it's it's my pet theory right now. It doesn't mean that you dislike either one. When I was younger, Pearl Jam, they did not grab my heart the same way Alice in Chains did. I was kind of an angsty teen. They've got uh, that kind of raw angst in it. I think all grunge music has that. It definitely does. Um, what do you think about the theory? Can you, can you be both? Well, I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, I can say that Pearl Jam is very, um, influenced by the Beatles. I think everybody is influenced by the Beatles. I don't That's even hard. know if yeah. Elvis wasn't influenced by the Beatles. Like, right. I feel like there is no greater um, inspiration for music in this world than the Beatles. I, I have thought, speaking of the Beatles recently, there's just no way that could ever happen again. The, the way that there's the revolutionary nature of what they did, it just could never happen again. It's pretty amazing, for it sure. It really is. And, and to, I tell you, I like the Beatles. I'm not a huge Beatles fan, though. But you definitely hear their influence and what people took what they did and ran with it. Yep. And I'm a very naive music fan. So when I hear somebody play a song, like, for example, um, Nirvana Unplugged is my favorite album of all time. And he plays a bunch of David Bowie on that. And I truly thought those were Nirvana songs. Like, my whole life, even when I hear it today, I'm like, oh, that's Nirvana. And my husband's like, no, that's David Bowie, you know? So, I mean, so much of the Beatles are played 
on covers and, and things like that. And, you know, my uh, kids are big Queen fans. They're like huge. And um, there's a song that Queen plays. Can't remember the name of it. And uh, I swear to God, I thought it was an Elvis song. Um, really? Crazy little thing called Love. I thought uh -huh. it was an Elvis song. And it definitely has some some uh, vibe of Elvis, but not quite Elvis. So, right. um, but I love Elvis. I toured Graceland. I think he's an amazing person too. And he served our country and all of that. So it's just, um, they're both legends, you know. They really sure. are. Um, you said you're a naive music fan. It was made me think about how in awe I have been lately of not technical playing by anybody, but the ability to create the creative side of it, which is, it, it escapes me in a way. I'm a guitar player, so okay. I was think, thinking of that recently, a little aside. So give some thought to my theory the Pearl Jam verse um, Alice in Chains theory. Let me know what you think later. Sure. Update me. I think you you can't be both. It's not a dislike. It's one that, that grabs your heart and def almost defines who you are. Yeah, and I mean, I think Alice in Chains has, um, unfortunately, a limited timeline of opportunity. Um, they could have done so much more. I... I'm a huge Chris Cornell fan and, you know, Soundgarden and, um, uh, I'm an audio slave guy. Yeah. Audio slave. Oh, I mean, so I think, I don't know. I, I do a lot of reading. Um, I just read two Pearl Jam books over the weekend and, um, just the history and the lineage of grunge rock and how it all punk and how it all kind of surfaced is, was, um, it was a generational shift. Right. And um, we're obviously seeing that again now with all the weird stuff that people are coming out with that aren't really music. I mean, you know, with all the electronic assistance. Wow. And, and my, uh, my kids are into some of that stuff, and it, it pains my heart. Yeah. Yep. Like, listen to this. I've played them stuff that I like before, and they just absolutely are appalled. Yeah. Are you a Tool fan at all? At all? Yeah, my husband is too. Nice. Yeah. Um, we are just a matter of days away from the new album. Yeah, and they so. just started streaming it too, so. Yes, that was amazing. A couple weeks ago, yep. I was on like a two or three Tool only trip when everything came out on streaming. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. I appreciate you fitting me into your schedule, which I know your time is precious. So it is very much appreciated. Well, thank you so much. I encourage you to keep up with your Miracle Morning schedule. Keep reading. Um, you know, uh, rich people have the largest libraries. So keep keep reading and it, it will come back to you and implement my, my motto in life is implement now, perfect later. So get out there and, and put the things to, you know, to work and see how they work for you and, you know, just go from there. And every day is a move towards the next step. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay. Oh my gosh. That was so good and fun. Good. I'm glad you liked it.
Yes, thank you. Perfect. I really do appreciate it. Um, I definitely, I keep an eye on you. I know through Legion, Scripts and Objections, and and your book and everything. I, I bought your book when it came out. Well, just thanks. because I wanted to be supportive, and then it sat. Well, I, I do the same thing. I have many books in a stack on my table. but So do, so do I, but I'm actually getting through them now. So. Good. Yep. You got to get a schedule for that. That's right. Um, I don't know if we're going to put this into um, next week or three weeks from sure. now. Sure. But I'll let you know, and I'll, I'll send you the link and everything. Let me know because I'd love to help you promote it and get it oh, out cool. there so you can get some more people. So um, I'd be yeah. happy to share. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Malachi and I went to a luncheon yesterday um, through Republic Bank, which is local to Louisville. Okay. And it was um, the head football coach who is brand new for Louisville, U of L. Mm-hmm. And um, we met a bunch of people and there and some acquaintances, and they told us they've been listening. And really, like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's so cool, yeah. And then um, there's a local hero. Uh, Luke Hancock that saved our butt in 2013 in the basketball championship. And uh, we met him and he said he would come. Oh, we were like, you know, I was That's awesome. on him. Yeah. Well, so I'm a UK grad. So okay. Louisville is like my, yeah, and I'm then sure. my husband, he's a, a giant Xavier fan. Oh, he was gotcha. very upset when Chris I Mack bet. went to <laughs> We're glad to have him. I'm sure you are. Anything's <laughs> probably better than what you were dealing with before. My goodness. It's, it's been a rough few years to be a fan. Yeah, I can't believe he wanted to take that on, but good for him. I don't know. Um, are you licensed in Kentucky? Or yes. Ohio? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Just I just Cincy, right? I do live in Cincinnati, and I grew up in Boone County, so it's um, oh, okay. I just kind of work the top three counties, and mm-hmm. it's very rare, but I do... Um, offer that for relocation purposes and, you know, any friends that I have that need help over there. So. Awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'll check back in when this gets, when it turns into an actual thing. Perfect. And uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm about to go pick my son up from school. Good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, have a great evening, and I will talk to you soon. Let me know how I can help. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye. Uh, bye. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was good stuff. So, uh, like I said earlier, we appreciate her coming on, giving us – I mean, you think for a 10-minute, 20-minute segment, there's a – probably took an hour getting everything set up and all that good stuff but like i said she's busy so she is busy and and you can tell that she is very um intentional with the way she spends her time you have to be if i mean yeah if you want to do i guess like i said all the stuff that she did yeah yeah you can't just wing it <laughs> yep and you know her book was the first one i read when we started the miracle morning which we've been doing oh yeah which what today's uh about day 26 20 something yeah we're we're almost done with the 30-day challenge. And then you're supposed to just implement it into your everyday. It's just to be, you know, so we should have habits. 21 days is what they say. Yes. For anything, like, you know, going to the gym, whatever. It takes 21 days. So we're, and I feel like, I guess I'm. I think I'm, it's, I I'm, think I'm, it's becoming habit too. Uh, <laughs> I've seen some um, results on the scale from yep. exercise, which is not the, the end goal in this. No. Uh, but it is a, a nice side effect. Yep, I'm gonna think I'm gonna start running 
in the mornings because yeah. it's been like we said earlier it's been a little bit colder yep um so maybe that's what i'm gonna start doing i don't know i'm gonna mix it up once we hit day 30 or whatever i don't know I'm gonna... yeah so uh i've been i'm on my third book now um just busting through these books it is it is amazing because i'm reading books that i had in my office I didn't go out looking for books. These were books. Oh, my... I sent you that picture. I have a yeah. bookshelf in there of all these books that I planned on reading. Now I'm just going to start, I guess, chiseling away. Yeah. Just one at a time. Like, oh, yeah. I'll get to those. Yeah. I told you about that Grant Cardone video. He says uh, he, he's visiting some school and he holds up one book and he was like, the average American reads one book a year. And he looks around and he's like, dang, he's like, I can hear y'all right now. Damn, that's way more books than I read per year. Like, you know, it's crazy to think that some people don't even read one. Yeah. And then he even has that thing that says, or, you become the books you read or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, I'm on, I'm still, oh, I'm on my second one, but, uh, my books, I'm, I do my 20 minute a day. I'm just chiseling away. I guess. I don't know. You're reading longer books. I'm reading a freaking long, a marathon book, but, uh, I'm almost done with it. But anyways, yeah. So we might, we, we talked about this before we came on. We might start reviewing. If you're going to spend the time to read it, you can at least yeah. share it with everybody. Let's what you, talk about what it. you think about. Yeah. Let's talk about the books. And so, uh, um, let's talk about something else. Let's review something real quick um, before, because something big just happened and we discussed it recently. It is uh tools. New album just dropped. Oh yeah. Uh, Go for it. I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've been kind of immersed in it for a couple days. My, my take on it. I'm not ready to go like full review like this. Okay. My take on it, though, is that if you're not a Tool fan, it's not accessible. Um, it is long, 10 to 15-minute songs. I looked at it t- mm-hmm. this morning, and you either get a 15-minute song or you get a two-minute song. And the two-minute <laughs> song is just those little segue things. Yeah, that's what I figured. They're like 10, 15-minute song, but here's the thing. They're really good. There's only like... Uh... There's seven real songs. Seven songs? Okay. Yeah. But, I knew but at like 10 to 15 minutes long, I mean, that's a full album. We knew that at the concert. They played that first song. like, we're going on like 20 minutes here. Yeah. This is a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it is really good, though. That's all I got to say. If you are interested in Tool, check it out because it's great. Nice. When did that come out? Like Yesterday, yeah, was which saying, was Friday the 30th. Okay. I was say because I knew you could, you could pre-order it a, a, week, a week or two before that, but... Um, yeah, I haven't got to listen to it yet, but I will. Yeah, 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 I did. I just scanned it this morning. I was like, "Damn." Yeah. 10, 12, 15, 2. Yeah. Ten, two, four. I was like, <laughs> "What's up with that?" But yeah. And uh, and you haven't listened to it yet, possibly because you've been very busy. Yeah. With... Yeah, our final little. Um, we launched. Uh, me and my father-in-law Troy, we launched a window, a custom window treatment company called Kentuckyana Blinds, and you can go to our website, KentuckyanaBlinds.com. Um. He's done custom window treatments for 40 plus years since he was 15, 16 years old. Um, I'm new to the game. We've been working on it for about three months. So I'm going to continue to sell real estate because they're both go hand in hand. Yeah. Like it's, it's in-home sales type stuff. So it's all the same. Um, but um, we're just, we're going to just try killing it. Um, like I said, he's teaching me all the stuff that I need to know. Far, there's, there, you, you think there's nothing to it. There's a lot to it, but uh, like I said, we we just measured a mon a monster arched window, and uh, they said it's pretty much trial by fire because it's as bad as it gets. We had to make a big template and all this crazy stuff, <laughs> ship it to China. So, um, but yeah, we're um, we're looking forward to it. I mean, I'm learning I'm learning stuff every day. 
So it reminds me that the other day I placed, I was working on my first order and it took me about six hours to figure it all out, which reminds me of like my first time I ever wrote an offer. It took me like four hours. Right. I keep calling people and asking them, what do you put here? And I had to FaceTime people on And now it takes you like five minutes to right. write an offer. So I know that I'll get to that with that too. But right now I just, I don't even know terminology but uh, yeah well there, there's no substitute for experience oh no like that meme that says you know just because it took me 30 minutes to complete the job you're not paying me for the 30 minutes you're paying me for the 30 years experience that's right it's so true. um that's what i'm saying it's uh it's just something that i i'm gonna do both until i can't yep so hopefully uh i'll work seven days a week and build two empires at the same time but you know if not if one starts taking over the other one then so be it but right now yeah um so yeah check us out let us know what you think and call me and we'll do some consults i do consults for that too just like yeah what's the website again kentuckyannablinds.com it's not just blinds we do shades shutters blinds of course but all that good stuff all right so good deal yeah so we're excited all right well uh in the in the interest of time We'll wrap it up here in a sec, but I do want to throw out a, something else. Um, we've had some interaction on Facebook and stuff with our with our listeners. Yeah. And we've gotten some ratings on iTunes and stuff, but um, we're begging for reviews at this point. Yeah, because we're constantly learning at this. Like This is a very fluid entity, this whole podcast thing. And we're learning from other podcasters, other pages, other groups and stuff. And that's what they're all going after hardcores the ratings are great i mean we have like i said seven like seven or eight ratings right now, and they're all five stars mm-hmm. which is we appreciate that thank you um we're trying but uh it's the reviews that carry more weight as far as google and apple and when somebody actually takes 10 seconds to the podcast we listened to the other day his one of the reviews where you know this guy's an asshole but i like his show it's like he's like hey I, at least you took 10 yeah. seconds to write one sentence because i guess just the verbiage helps google's algorithm pull it so um if everybody that's listening would take 30 seconds go to whatever they're using apple yeah, or, or spotify or whatever yeah across all of them the platforms and just say well whatever you want but just put yeah. something on there and give us a rating that will help us significantly yeah. So hopefully it's positive. Yeah, yeah. Play, you know, hopefully. But uh, we're definitely soliciting reviews right now. So <laughs> we're trying to get those numbers up. We're uh, those are rookie. We got rookie numbers right now. We, we got to get those numbers way, way up. So uh, yeah, if, we would appreciate that. And like I said, we'll we'll add something to maybe every show. Just asking everybody to to help us out. So we'd appreciate it. So. Yeah. But yeah. Um, All right. Well, thanks to Amy B for sitting down with us for again. Sure. Yep. Uh, we got some fun guests coming up too. And uh, that's episode 14. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Talk About Town. Don't forget to like and follow us on social media. Our music was composed by Andrew Codeman. Make sure to join us next time. Malachi Hadley and Neil Cox are realtors with Smith & Wilson Realty.